Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Who's ready? Uh, not creepy, I, eh? No, not creepy at all. I'm like, am I ready to rumble? Like, what am I getting ready to do here? Oh my god, you're getting ready to pick up on that shootout that we saw. So, not super happy with the, what happened. I was hopeful that he was in the hospital, weren't you? Weren't you hopeful when you're like, oh, Tiger's in the hospital. This is great. Yes, they, like, took all of my emotions. I put them way, way, way up high. And I was like, yes, you know, she's going to get him candy. He's going to be great. They're going to have this wonderful life together. And then it just came to a crashing halt. And I seriously got so sad, more, like, more sad than I expected to. So it hit me pretty hard, and I did not like it. No, I really didn't like it at all. Um, I have to say something that's, like, noticeable in, like, the scenes with Sonny and Jason throughout all of this Taggart stuff, because it is more about him, is that they stand so close together. <laughs> they're just, <laughs> like, like, they're in the background and standing so tightly together when Lucas comes out to, to tell them the news. Um, it was really shocking. Like, I did not think it was going in that direction. But before we get to his death he had a couple of conversations with people and i i can't even express how much i loved his interaction with sunny yes tell me more okay um, in case you had an opinion um i just well i'll, I'll start I'll, I'll tell you what i love <laughs> i love that sunny brought up trina because you know i just think it would be a bit ridiculous that like all this time sunny knew that it like one of his arch nemesis daughter was good friends with joss so i just like that sunny you know was like surprised by trina i like that they have a history so he could say things like oh i didn't know you were family man like to begin with so yeah i loved it when sunny pointed out to him like i should have been your first call and also obviously all the stuff about trina like agreeing that she's amazing agreeing to work together like i just i liked it all and i have to agree like it kind of makes sense like you should have called sunny like i'm just saying like even when he called curious and i know that sunny didn't like agree but like i think i said last week i feel like him calling sunny would have completely solidified their agreement that wasn't really finalized yet me too i like i know it's already pre-written but i feel like calling sunny would have changed the outcome (laughs) yes it would have which is why it's upsetting exactly and i think that's what's frustrating and i 100 agree with everything you said like i love this like we have a, a bigger target here we have a bigger goal like we are adult enough to put everything aside and understand that we have we both have great assets in order to take this guy down and that's why it was so frustrating to see jordan and curtis's scene with Sunny and Jason, like I was yelling at my TV because, oh my god, because like she doesn't let's get it, there. and I was like, I wanted to swear, like how can you still be in that place? How can you not have TJ have surveillance on him or bodyguards twenty four seven? You are still so freaking oblivious and so stuck on her like morals and ethics. Like I get it, I get it. You're you're a police officer. You're on the side of the law, but these are very very extreme circumstances. And every time your husband tries to help her interject, I know that you're not Team Curtis at the moment, but at the moment I am because he's the only one that's seeing things logically as well as Sunny and Jason. I So I agree 100% with Curtis and everything that he was saying. Like I, I agree that this is bigger than Jordan. 
But like, like you said, like she, you know, she's not receiving well her husband's efforts. It's because it's her job, you know. Like, how would you feel if Brandon was at work with you all the time, just suggesting what she would do? It's a bit bizarre. Like when you look at it from that point. And I know that I've joked and I've said things like um, the amped up on animosity between Jordan and Sunny because, like, maybe I've lost my memory. And like mm-hmm. I said, the only time I've really remembered her like disliking him and expressing it sort of is when TJ lived with him. Right. Um, yes. But beyond that, I'm thinking like we didn't see it, I guess, because obviously anybody who is in a police sort of role, you, you go after Sonny. He's a big whale or whatever the expression is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, oh crap, I'm pulling him out. Um, but the thing there with Sonny is like, like we said, we haven't seen a mob storyline in a while. And I don't know, like in the recent past, Sonny's involvement with the police is usually somebody doing something wrong to his family or somebody he knows. Mm-hmm. So there hasn't really been a reason to for Jordan to pursue him. But when I try to pause and think about it, because we've seen her angry at Sonny and the whole institution of organized <laughs> crime. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Like, obviously, as viewers, Port Charles is, is like created in a way that we root for the criminals, right? Yes. But we have to understand that the cops are, you know, like, (laughs) she's the commissioner. We can't, like, and kind of like even Jason was saying, she's not like just a uniformed officer that could be on our payroll. She's the commissioner, which is like a whole, whole new ballgame. And so when I really think about it from Jordan's perspective, like, I kind of understand she's, she's in, like, she's not mayor like Laura, but she's definitely in a position where, in a position of power. Um, a position where things can get really scrutinized. And, like, is it so far-fetched that Jordan would have a huge animosity towards organized crime? Because we already know she's been deep undercover for two organi- two different organizations. Okay, well, looking okay, at it that so, way, so there, I can there, understand. There is that. And I remember that when she was getting involved, and I just remember this this week <laughs> because I'm, like, building a case <laughs> for myself. Um, meanwhile, I really do agree that, like, Curtis has a point here. But, okay, so when they got together in their relationship, they did have an agreement. You know, she is a law enforcement officer. She doesn't get the leeway that Curtis has with his job. Mm-hmm. And there was an agreement there, you know, like kind of keep this stuff sort of separate in a way. Yes. Um, he has his wiggly lines, but she has hers. And hers are sort of like firm in place. And that was sort of understood. So given that, that's like a part of this agreement that you guys have with your relationship. He takes you to Sunny. He takes her to his place and doesn't even give her a heads up, doesn't tell her. I mean, obviously, I think she's smart and should have put it together as they were going to Sunny's. Like, I'm just saying. Like, you, uh, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, like, could you imagine, like, she, he did ambush her. Like, what is the matter with you? Like, you didn't like that she lied to you, but look at all the liberties he takes with her. Look, okay. Look like, at the discretion he takes with, you know, whether he reveals her secrets, doesn't reveal her secrets. Like, look at what he does. In her line of work, how he butts in. Okay, here's the thing. Like, I am completely understanding your perspective, and I don't want to get into a huge debate because we will spend no. so much time on this. No, everybody but... knows I'm like, on this side. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like I'm on this side for fun, even. I think you are because you're <laughs> a disturber. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the thing. You have a very valid point. Like, when you look at it that way with Jordan, and, and I understand what you're saying. You know, like, she was deep under undercover. But there's a thing about poor Charles, like you said, where there's blurred lines between law enforcement and Sonny yeah. because he is the good bad guy. But here is the thing. Curtis is becoming increasingly desperate. He just saw 
Jordan's friend die. Like, he just saved her friend's <laughs> daughter. And he, I think he is so desperate at this point in time. He, even I wanted to shake Jordan be like, you're doing nothing. And all of your ideas are sucky. <laughs> oh, my God. I love when he said you're doing nothing because when they were in the office alone together, first of mm-hmm. all, I love how he decides to track down his wife after <laughs> he had his drink. Like, you know, he waits. Obviously, like, he did not know how to answer Jason's question when he was like, what do they have on her? Because like, they're yes. not stupid. And even Curtis is sitting there all chummy with them, being like, so you guys weren't surprised when I told you that, like... <laughs> Jordan was involved in this is like no because we're not stupid we're just not (laughs) and so it's like I just feel this way I'll just say this now look they're they're supposed to be good guys you know Jordan's a good guy Curtis is a good guy but they do it in different ways look Mm -hmm. Curtis if you want to go after Cyrus Renault just do it with them you know what I mean like you you guys have I feel like haven't they not worked the same case but just from a different angle before to -hmm. not blur lines so if Jordan doesn't want this do your own thing <laughs> he is, you know, he he's not like law enforcement the way she is, but I mean, he obviously has the skill set and he has some information. So if he wants to work the case and she doesn't want to work it with him, okay. So basically, you're you're basically saying be an individual. <laughs> yes, right. like be an individual. Right? So eventually, when he finishes his drinks with his friends, he goes and tracks down his wife, and they have that ridiculous um, argument. We knew she was thinking of resigning and like disappearing. Yeah, not not a terrible idea. You know what I mean? Like I can I can understand it, but the whole mm-hmm. like confessing and Curtis having to lay that out for her and be like, no, like well, how <laughs> does that help? Like you want to reduce harm? Like how does letting him out of jail reduce harm? Just so you can be like, I told the truth and I'm super honest now that it doesn't mean anything. Like you know what I mean? Like being <laughs> honest now means nothing. And I just love how she was like freaking out, being like, well, what do I do? And it's like your job, maybe like I. <laughs> Oh my god these two they're entertaining me so much curtis and jordan because i don't know i just think that their marriage is a lot at stake right now and i find like they're in two different places and it leads to like a lot of friction and conflict like i just feel like you need to accept that this comes with the territory it's like all of a sudden it's shocking to him that her line of work is dangerous and we need to accept that we have to value the situation for what it is but we need to move on to another topic <laughs> Yes, yes, we do. Um, so just real quick, do you think TJ is like, like licking his wounds? Or is he in danger? He's totally in danger. Okay, because like, she didn't <laughs> seem to think that today. So it's just like, I don't know, maybe Curtis has a point. Like, Jordan's not doing super awesome. Because she offered protection for Trina and Portia, but didn't exactly offer it for um, her own son. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's so deep in this that she can't see things logically. And when yeah. she was just, like, playing TJ's situation by the wayside, like, you can be mad, but you don't go home and go to work or talk to anybody. Anybody could take his phone and send you a text message. Like, come on now. I know. I know. Okay, so, like, about the whole Taggart thing, I mean, at this point, like, you think he's dead, right? I don't want to. Like, because here's the thing. I know we never see bodies, but when I don't see a body, like we saw Shiloh's body and I was like, whoa, this is like a landmark situation. The people that I don't see their bodies, I hang on to the fact that they may still be alive. Okay, because he said goodbye online. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like if that, because like I remember with Brad, there was rumors he was leaving and he said like, because things didn't air yet, he couldn't exactly address it. 
and he's it's true he sort of went along with it so it's like i don't know but here's some of the comments so snazzy as he says that deaf think taggart went into witness protection that's what i initially was hoping two attacks in one day and then a heart to heart with mob boss witness protection or sunny protection hmm. can't imagine he'd really be killed so easily yeah like it's freaking heartbreaking because i totally loved it how do you bring back like a character that's so nostalgic and then just be like okay bye um and then knitting the blues had the exact same sentiment. Um, so she thinks this, that that he had a chat with Sunny. Sunny comes out and tells Trina her dad wants to talk to her. He says his last words to her and dies in quotation so that she will be safe. Totally, that is what um, it is. I'm sticking to it. But if not, they did an excellent soap job setting Curtis up to be more to Trina. What do you Whoa. think about all that? So here, so, you know, people think that he could be dead. Um, sorry, not dead. At this point, I kind of think he is dead. I don't want to believe that, but it's just that as things are progressing, you know, I feel like somebody would know, like, Jor- like if anybody, Jordan would be on it. I don't know. I just feel like or if Trina's mm-hmm. in on it, she's, like, acting, like, super sad that her dad died. So here's the thing. Like, I, I really, really love that theory about Sunny because that's what I was trying to remember. I was using, what do we call it? Our videographic memory? Yeah. <laughs> I was using I was using mine right now, and I was trying to think, okay, who was the last person in the room before he died? So you're right. The chain of events was Sunny, then Trina. I, and there was something, like, if I really, really, like, dig deep, there's something to the air of Sunny. He was sad, but not really sad. Like, they've known each other for a long time and you saw that there was like a bond and a mutual respect, even though there were different sides of the table and he's still fighting hard for him. Not as, he's not just saying like him. He, he gave props to Taggart. He yeah. really cares about Trina. I'm, I would really love to hang on to the idea because bringing back like a legendary character like him, I don't, I, I can't wrap my head around the fact that they would just kill him off in this way. No, it would be freaking horrible if they did. So, I mean, I don't know if I have hope, but I'm hoping you're right. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, okay, so you were really, you were right. So, obviously, the whole thing was really heartbreaking, you know, when Trina um, walks up. Because it's a lot of adults staring at her. It's a lot of people that are sort of significant to tag her in the situation. And then she walks up to all of their faces. That was just tough. But I have to ask this question because, you know, the thing we say about Carly a lot is that she doesn't just like we say that she's a mom because she doesn't just mother her own kids. She tends to mother a lot of other people's kids. She has a lot of interactions with other Mm -hmm. people's kids on the show. Was this the first time we actually saw Elizabeth mother someone else's kid? Whoa, I think so. I really do think so. And she was very kind to Trina. So, I mean, I like her more in this role. Like, I like her more sort of embracing... um, like Cam's friends and and being there and having Trina at her house because it's like honestly if you want to be on screen more <laughs> and I know that the writers just write it a certain way it's like you have to have more connections to people oh I totally agree because for the longest time Cam was in this totally opposite role where he was the adult always taking care of his mom and then there was finally this shift where even though he's very mature and he's experienced so much, his mom was being a mom mm-hmm. and he could lean on her. And I would love for Elizabeth's house to be as similar as Carly's house, where they can just come in freely, go into the kitchen, like be that place. I think it's starting to, like, I think we're starting to see it. There was a lot of traffic in the Weber house this week. Mm-hmm. A lot, including an Ava and a Nicholas. <laughs> I loved that Ava showed up for um, Trina, but like, you, you don't agree? No, 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 I did. What caught me off guard is that, like, 
I was surprised that she went right away. The I know she's tender and she has a soft spot in her heart and she did explain it later on the week, but we call that from the beginning that there's so many similarities and she's just a like Trina is just a kind hearted kid. She's very much like Ava's daughter. And I think that Trina will turn to her a lot during this time because I think she's going to focus on the gallery. I appreciated the tender moment. What I didn't like is like Nicholas's role in this. And I know Trina's mom has a right to say the things she said and Ava did agree. But in that moment, seeing Ava so vulnerable and kind and taking on this new role that she has of like the voice of reason and kindness, it really crushed me. Like you could see it in her face and it crushed me too. When Trina's mom was like, I don't want you around my kid. Like she's not yours. (laughs) I know. Like let's take away the mob stuff like her past. You know, I can see that maybe Ava was coming on a bit strong and I don't think that any mom wants to hear, well, you're not around. So I'll just (laughs) step in for you. We know she was coming from a good place. So I can understand why it sort of went the way that it did but what I don't agree with is because first of all like Ava wasn't defensive you know what I mean she may not have said things that Portia liked but Mm -hmm. you see like you said the vulnerability but what I don't agree with is that she has a problem with Ava's past right not her present her past And I'm like, if you have a problem with Ava's past, would you have a problem with, like, not just ex-mob connections, but current mob connections and a past serial killer past? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you love that she was there with Elizabeth and Franco, but, like, Franco was a serial killer back in the day. And, I mean, Joss is extremely close to Trina. And Trina, and then Joss's family is, like, very much into the mob. So I just thought it was, like, bizarre, unless we're going to see her coming down on Sunny and Carly as well. Well, that's the thing. It's because you obviously know that she has an internship at the, like, at the museum. So I didn't understand, like, all of that coming through. And I think it hit me harder, too, like, Ava getting crushed because there was this underlying theme all week of loving a child that's not yours, not necessarily having DNA. Yeah, like not necessarily having DNA to love that person. So, like, I'm good with the Ava um, Trina connection because I've seen it more. I don't know who this mother is. I've never seen her. But that's exactly it. You know, we know Ava and and Trina together, and mm-hmm. I think we both know. Like, I think everybody knows here that the, that's the relationship we're probably going to see on screen much more than I think Trina and her mom. And also, mm-hmm. you know, it's like if you have such a problem with Ava you're her mother, you could have said no to the internship. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you would have had a valid point. You could have been like, look, you know, she's saying she's out of the mob, but we don't know that. You know what I mean? Like, she had every logical reason to kind of say, no, not here. But she never did. So that's kind of why I'm just like, well, where were you? Like, you can't just say something now about Ava. Like, didn't you not know that they had developed a relationship? Well, that, and that's what was confusing and conflicting like you're saying it's like you have you not been in town do you not live in the town (laughs) (laughs) no no she's been at that conference since (laughs) since she came to town (laughs) okay so something else like you were super right about okay uh when when we were talking about the cam and trina relationship you had talked about everything trina had done for cam and then Mm -hmm. this week cam summarized it all (laughs) (laughs) and i was like that's all mel has been saying so like when cam was talking about his relationship to to trina and like kind of like what he owes her and what he like sort of this is the moment to repay her and he was also taking the time to distinguish how the situations were different with Franco there was hope he would come back and with her dad there was no hope he was coming back so that conversation alone 
provides proof that Taggart could be alive or could be dead <laughs> to me. Because you're taking the time to compare the situations and say, well, there is no hope with hers. Ah, maybe that's a clue that there is hope that he is alive. <laughs> and then on the other side, it's like, mm, maybe it is as you say, and there is no hope. So that's confusing to me because I do think Cameron's statement for me supports both theories that he could be dead or alive. That clarified nothing for me. <laughs> But I know you get it regardless. I know. But don't even, don't even. <laughs> um, so real fast, um, Cam and Trina are still talking today. Um, this over is still <laughs> happening. And a couple of things now that we're learning a little bit more about her past is that one, um, I feel like she has so much more in common with Joss than I realized. Both of their dads lived away. Right. Okay. And also when she was talking to Kim, she had expressed that due to the fact that her dad lives the way she had wished, because he was saying, can you ask your mom these questions? But she was just expressing that, like, I didn't get to know him. You know what I mean? Because he wasn't around a lot. And then Cameron, for the first time ever, is talking about Xander. He said to her, I wish I got to know my dad. And he kept checking over his shoulder to make sure, like, none of the adults were hearing this conversation. But I've never heard Xander talk about him. And he told her what he knew. He's like, I understand that he did bad things because, you know, he committed some crimes. He's like, but my mom did love him once. And then he Mm -hmm. said this. I wonder if he were still alive today that maybe he would have been able to kind of, like, make a different life for himself. You know what I mean? Like, move, move past all of those bad things. And then I started to wonder... Is that also why he hated Franco so damn much? Because Franco got to live to be somebody else. Something that his father never got the chance to do. Whoa! Mind blown. Boop! <laughs> That's all? Like, your mind blew up and it just went, boop. <laughs> Easy to clean up? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, how, how, do we know, how did we skip this since we're talking about everything in the Weber house? Mm-hmm. Real fast, just want to say this. Jordan met with um with the uh, met Portia for the first time today. Two interesting things. Mm-hmm. So when Portia met Jordan, like first of all, she's a great actress. She's a seasoned actress. I don't think we should be surprised how good she is, but I still very much enjoyed how good she is. Because even in her scenes with Ava, I didn't really like the things she was saying to her, mm-hmm. but she's so good like the expressions in her face and in her eyes and even her facial expression because she was like nice to finally meet you Jordan but you can also see she's like I know exactly who you are you know what I mean (laughs) like I know my husband loved you my ex-husband loved the hell out of you all in her eyes and also when Jordan was there to like give the surprising news of who was behind the attack Portia knew she was like Cyrus Renault so I just kind of wonder what it means that she knew that name like, aside from, like, pillow talk. <laughs> no, I but, wonder. okay. So, but you're, you're, you're hitting something right there because Jordan keeps her life. <laughs> yes, because, <laughs> because there's a contrast here. Jordan keeps her life so separate than Curtis. And Taggart and his ex-wife, they're separated, but maybe he did share everything with her. Maybe she did know what was going on this whole entire time. So, therefore... She knows that he was going to be, you know, searched out by Cyrus Renault. <laughs> Cyrus. And you know what I mean? So, like, there's a closeness between Taggart and his ex-wife, regardless. And there is this huge freaking steel wall. It's between, a hole. Um, there's, oh my like, gosh. so much space. It's a crater. Like, I don't know what's going <laughs> to happen there. But all the other people in that house. So, of course, we know that, like, Nicholas and Ava are playing that game that they're mm-hmm. doing 
But until the moment, you know, Nicholas turned to Elizabeth and said, I'm so grateful that Ava has someone like Franco to turn to. I was like, what did you just say to Elizabeth? Why are you saying this to her? Are you kidding me? Are you after Elizabeth? I don't know so much that he's after Elizabeth. That he wants Franco That he wants Franco to be with Ava. Because of their history, I'm assuming that he feels that Franco's an easy target. Ava doesn't exactly have, like, men throwing themselves at her necessarily because of her But she snags the hottest ones. And I'm saying, (laughs) I was, like, so, like, I was trying to, like, take pictures. And I'm like, Franco looks so hot this week. Like, since he's gotten his memory back, he's wearing this new coat. That's, like, really nice. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're so funny. So, and Nicholas still is doing that, like... Um, dark prince thing where you can't I can't read his expressions for beans he's like he could say pass me the tomato I want to murder your mother like I don't know what's going on (laughs) oh my gosh but okay I'm sorry that's fine you want to it's working you know what I mean push Franco towards Ava because they're like the way they support each other is like super intense like Mm -hmm. like the way that they looked at each other at that bar and I'm like that's the thing though if you want to manipulate that fine but why say that to Elizabeth like, why put that there? Because then it's then it puts the seed in her head to keep an eye out on Franco, which will cause fights between them, which will push Franco, Franco, sorry, to Ava because she's like his only friend now that Drew's gone. So he's gonna like run to Ava and be like, or she's going to find you know Franco in the art studio and Ava's gonna be like, what's wrong? He's gonna be like, nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? So it like creates this further bond if Elizabeth keeps pushing or doubting his loyalty to her. Okay, so will Elizabeth sleep with Nicholas or not? <laughs> this theory. Uh, I don't want her to. In all honesty, like for the drama of soap operas, yes, it would be friggin' insane, and I would love to see that play out. But for the sake of what has been cultivated this far with her family, with Cam, with her being like this stable person in a marriage, I don't want to see it happen. I want the drama. I thought he was hitting on her. I didn't know, but we also <laughs> found out that Brit is coming back. So yeah, somebody he's super tempted to have sex with for sure. And she might have a role of maybe um, helping him patch things up with Spencer, which I think that is something Ava would be jealous of, that deeper connection. Mm, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you totally. Okay. Well, see, there's so many, like, (laughs) couple swapping situations because, like, this week I died. I died when Sasha and Chase came up with that idea. Oh my god, seriously. <laughs> I died. I'm like, oh my god. So you guys are gonna like have like secretly be in touch with each other and have like secret conversations, being all hot and everything, and that's <laughs> supposed to not end up with you guys developing feelings or sleeping with each other. Like I find that so hard to believe. Like you're just yes. gonna be commiserating. And as we saw with all of that Nell Court stuff, which ill, you know what I mean? So there is gonna be a custody case. So we talked about this. Willow a long time ago asked Michael about a custody thing. So now we're here. There is a custody case and it turns out Michael and Willow are on the same side. Yes. But that's dreadful. Like, you know what I mean? Like a a custody case is dreadful. It's draining. And now they're going to be going through another war together. Exactly. So they're delving in deeper. Their um, partners are going to have a secret friendship and things are going to go seriously awry. I am so excited. I mean, I love the couples as is, and I Mm -hmm. couldn't really see how this couple swap would happen. When Sasha came up with that amazing idea, I'm like, "Mm, okay, I get it now. (laughs) I see see what you're saying here. Before, though, all that happened, that, like, little secret meeting with Chase or in public, um, 
what I realized, and I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, is that Michael is now, you know, the caretaker, staying at home, still sees things with Nell in a very naive way, a little bit vulnerable because he's, like, chartering new waters. And Sasha is the, like, corporate, have my own business, blah, blah, blah. So for the first time, you know, like, Everybody kept saying, like, Michael, your relationship usually save women. But right now, it's a major role reversal. I It is. I love it. Because, honestly, she's so in stark contrast of anybody's Michael has been with. So I kind of really enjoy her a lot. Like, I'm really loving her character. I actually just listened to her interview on That's Awesome podcast today. Mm-hmm. And she was hired for, like, a couple of episodes. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like, okay. she never knew it would come to this point. So, like, I really, really like her. But I, I have to say that I love this um, perspective of it all. So, P.T. Moxie says, who knows? They might be a better fit. So, Sasha and Chase. Sasha mm-hmm. is young and starting a career. She barely wanted to move in with Michael, and now she's a stepmom. And let's face it, Willow and Michael are going to develop such a bond that their partners are going to feel shut out. Sasha will be too busy. Willow will always seem to be around. Jealousy ensues. So I think that's like the perfect summary of the situation and everything we've been saying. Oh my god, I totally agree. So now, well, first of all, the lawyer came back. I'm like, I love her, but why does she have to like, come on, why does she have to represent them? But she's so good. She's so good. I know. And like the fact is Carly did give her a compliment that Sunny did say she was really freaking awesome. And I like Nell, and I like her humor and her her wit and um, just the way she's a troublemaker. But I have to say that this week I was just so angry at the fact that she's getting away with this. Yeah, me too. Because the thing is, she's very, very entertaining. But to get off because there was no witness to her assaulting mm-hmm. Willow. And I'm like, how does that make sense? Because nobody witnessed Carly pushing Nell down the stairs, yet Carly was convicted exactly exactly oh my god you read my mind talking about i mean look the only pleasure i i kind of got out of those scenes were just moments where nell looked shook basically Mm -hmm. like that's like the only thing you can really get from it because honestly it always seems like you can never really get to her but also though like come on how do you not notice valentine coming into the courtroom right why in the world would he be in that courtroom like I don't even understand. You well, we know, but that. I need, yes. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I was saying. like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can be an actress. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like my favorite was when Nell's like, so how's single life treating you? I'm like, oh my <gasps> God. Yes. Girl, this girl, this girl, doesn't she oh. know he has less money? <laughs> than he did but- before? <laughs> Um, I definitely thought that was like the funniest. Like but when that's I was what so you upset. Love about her. Exactly. So I was so upset, but when she did that, I was like, okay, fine. Like this moment is okay. But it's just like keep your eyes open. You know what I mean? Like Valentine comes in, then Obrecht sort of comes to the courtroom. Think a little deeper. Like, why are these people here? Like, I don't know. No one's like no one seems phased by the weird crowd. Okay, so I was like, is Valentine wearing an invisible cape this week? Because there was that situation <laughs> in the there was a situation in the courtroom, and then there was a situation where um, Valentine was. Oh, it was when Julian was with Link, and then Valentine comes along, and Julian just leaves. Like, wouldn't you hang around to see like why are these dudes talking? What's going on? Like nobody's questioning his actions. So I'm like, do people see him? Oh my gosh. Okay, so cuz I thought it was a big deal that a witness showed up when he's threatening Link. I'm like this is so bad. Valentine just <laughs> popped in here and then like it wasn't. Julian didn't care. No. Nope. I mean <laughs> I guess we can't really be surprised. Like we know he's not good at being a criminal, 
But I thought at the very least, you know, he'd understand things like no witnesses. That's all. But I mean, like, I just think that that should be a good um, thing to hang on to. But he was super hot, though. Like, I don't like that mm-hmm. Brooklyn is blackmailing him, but he could not have been hotter in the way that he was, like, threatening Link. I love that. <laughs> I know, between the outfit, the demeanor, mm-hmm. his, like, assertion of power, because he's been kind of wavering in terms of, like, knowing what to do lately. So, you were just talking about how Julian is not really good at the mobbing thing. It's like he missed mobbing 101 or something, because when you're talking about him, <laughs> when you're talking about him being on the pier, it made me think about this scene with uh, Brooklyn after. So, he's kind of like, he did his mob thing, somebody comes in, Valentine, and then he goes back to Brooklyn, like, Meh, I tried, but, like, whatever. Didn't work. <laughs> I know. No, no care in the world. <laughs> I'm like, he could have easily, like, not done it at all. Like, basically, like, he half-assed it all. And I guess that's what a lot of people say about him. He's a lazy <laughs> <it's> monster. <laughs> he, really, he really is. But I, I agree with his point, too, Brooklyn. Like, is your music mm-hmm. career worth his life? Yeah, so you know not. I mean? Like, oh, my God. So back to Valentina really fast. The point mm-hmm. is, Julian took a step back. And actually, like, threatened him. Like, I've never really seen them interact all that much. I thought that was super, super interesting. Do you think it's meaningful? I'm hoping that Julian starts to catch on as to what's going on. And, like, puts some pieces together. And talks to someone for crying out loud. Because, look, you know, we know that Valentina is not a Cassidyne. Mm-hmm. We know his mother's Helena. Mm-hmm. Could he be a Jerome? <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> so is that like a maybe <laughs> uh, that would be so insane it would be because it's like he's without a name I feel like he's like one of my kids like children's books <laughs> uh, but, okay but like I just find it funny like now that he's not a Cassidy like he talks to everybody like he's hanging out with Alexis um, he was at the bar and Olivia spoke to his face. At first I was like, what is happening here? Because she's all like, Nina's not here. Okay, wait, let's just take it back to Alexis. Because this is their second interaction. And it was creepy and she gave him a look. She gave him a look? Yeah. I would kind of look like, hey, we're brother and sister. No, like he said. Or now not have... brother and sister. Right, <laughs> exactly. Like he's like, oh, now, <laughs> now that we're not brother and sister, I'm realizing how much we have in common. And when he walked away, because he said, like, thank you to her. Like, he was very kind to her. And it was, like, Ew. a weird interaction. And then, like, when he walked away, she, like, you know when she gets all big and doe-eyed, but you know she's thinking something? Yeah. Mm, she's thinking something. Because, like, I think they're hot. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> they're, like, never interacted. And then, like, out of nowhere, you're, like, his biggest supporter. Like, exactly. now he's not an a-hole. Like, now he didn't try to kill your nephew. He survived, but he still shot him. He still tried to kill Spencer. Okay, like, here's you know? the thing. She said stuff like, when I kind of put aside the cast that I name and made a life for myself, you know how she needs to fix. You know how she needs to go for the bad guy. You know how she has to pick up, pick messed up situations. Like, so she was with Julian. He did a bunch of bad stuff. She was with Sunny. He did a bu- bunch of bad crap. And now this one keeps casually popping into her life. Ew. That or go to the opera with Neil. Like, what do you want? <gasps> And it's a full-on swap because she was married to Jax. So many Whoa. couple swaps. It's a, it's a small town. What can you do? <laughs> well, people seem to be able to leave and move in. Like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you could take a boat there in and out. I don't know. Like, I just feel like it can't be that small. It can't be. Oh, gosh. Uh, anyway. 
so Brooklyn, Brooklyn's crazy. Like, oh my I mean, gosh, she's gonna sell the stocks, right? She lost her gosh darn mind. Didn't her dad just like yell at her a million times for like letting lawyers read her contract? I don't, I don't know what to think about this girl, but I did like a minute of her being smart, like where she's like, "Well, do you know what this means?" And I'm like, "Okay, that's interesting." So she knows more about ELQ and stocks than she's letting on when she's telling her dad, "Oh well, what will I do?" So part of me just wants to see her grow into a role at ELQ. Do we want to talk about ELQ? So when, oh my God, when Ned was having so that conversation stupid. with Michael. Yes, that's one thing that was going Do on. Do you my head. And mind? Then, <laughs> OMG. And then you see, all I pictured on Ned was like, and like horns mm-hmm. popping up from behind his head and like smoke coming out from behind. Because, dude, you're like walking into his trap. Ned obviously wants to take over as, you know, Olivia's like, don't bullshit a bullshitter, basically. I just, I can't handle it. But that, the thing is, I'm rooting for Ned. Like, isn't everything you just said reasons why he should be taking over? Michael doesn't even see this coming. And he's in a family where that's the theme of the family. Steal the CEO seat. Oh, I'm definitely on Ned's side. I'm just like, why are you so stupid, Michael? <laughs> but, okay, but is it that he's the same way with Nell? He's the same True. way with, with being CEO and with Nell. Is that, you know, he's really not taking Jason's advice to heart. And I think it's mm. important to give that advice to Michael because he's not getting it. Jason told him, you need to prepare for when things go wrong. Michael felt like, okay, I'm going to call Diane over. Because once again, despite what Jason said, he's like assuming that he's going to get custody. Assuming she's going to go to jail. Still not really clear on the law and in terms of what her rights would be, even if she did go to jail. And so he decides to call Diane over to talk baby names as opposed <laughs> to talking custody. And I was like, wow, what a touching moment between lawyer and client. It was the weirdest situation. Like, what is happening right now? Is this legit why she's here? Like... <laughs> but I mean, I, I love I mean, I love joining the names. Like, I mean, it's an incredibly like powerful name but the fact that like he had that dumbstruck look on his face when she left like what <laughs> Nell and now he's getting sued for custody it's just really funny because it's like Jason warned Michael last week and this week Harley runs up to him mm-hmm. and is like you have to go full force you can't hold back when it comes to Nell and it's really funny because like I find Michael's original parents are very involved <laughs> you know what I mean Jason and Carly are very mm. like she triggers something in them and they really feel the need to like parent Michael through this like Sonny is really hands-off when it comes to like Michael's personal life he's very like Michael can handle it when I don't know Jason who we think his judgment is fair and we can trust it doesn't seem to think that he can handle the situation I don't know maybe it's because he killed AJ that he feels like he has no right to kind of like say (laughs) like what to do (laughs) in the situation but it's just Uh, interesting the whole year and a half thing you know like what Carly and Jason did to Michael and then the whole Wiley things. There's that history, that sort of history repeating itself, but kind of different. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it's all similar. <laughs> I do. I know I, I understand. Oh, I the, no uh... <laughs> you are giving me the dots to connect. I am connecting them. <laughs> I, I am on board. I understand. Hey. received. <laughs> no like I totally agree like they need to coach him through this like he's just so exactly what he said just walking through life doe-eyed and that's why it works really well with Willow as much as I love these characters they're like in the same place and they do need some adult supervision (laughs) well they have it they have Sasha and Chase that are making (laughs) adult decisions and perhaps getting into adult activities together we don't (laughs) we don't know we don't know so Carly has
has Jason and she also has another Jason, um, <gasps> Rando. So I love that. And she's all like, Rando, you can't leave because you just can't. <laughs> I need you. And then later on when they're alone, she's like, I always get my way. And I'm like, yes, okay. are you starting this affair like right now? Like, right now, <laughs> Does she call like with the, the baby in her hands? <laughs> but in the, I grabbed a photo and all he sees is the baby's hand just being like, excuse me, guys, what about my daddy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wrote down that specific note too that she said to him, like, I, I get what I want. Yeah. To him. Like, but, okay. <laughs> did you notice? Did you notice the look he gave the baby? Did that weird you out? But I, I thought it was interesting because wouldn't you have assumed he wanted to hold her? And he's like, no, I just want to stare at your baby. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> go for it. But yeah, I think maybe he's longing for something that he can't have. Do you think that's it? It just fits with what he's claiming to be true about his history? Well, there's two things that I thought about. Like, well, yeah, okay. exactly. his mom said basically that he couldn't have kids, right? Not his mom. His mom didn't know that. Otherwise, she wouldn't have made up that lie. Oh, right. That was okay, what he he's told the Carly. one who said it. And, like, he is kind to Deb, and he was so accepting of that situation. And just, yeah, the way he was looking at the baby, and Carly's such a great mom. Like, there's just, like, there's something to it. There's definitely something to the magic of Carly holding that baby and him just willing to do whatever she wanted in that moment. Well, I guess it's his protector vibe, for sure. I think that's definitely in him. And, I mean, okay, Liz underscore the first had this to say. I'm suspicious of Brando, which is the opposite of what you're saying. I think his mom <laughs> tipped off Cyrus Renault about Sonny's location in Brooklyn weeks ago. So, okay, hmm. do you think Brando has a connection to Cyrus? Like, all I'm thinking is that the whole drug thing. So we know that Curtis has a history with drugs, which mm-hmm. Taggart made a point of bringing up. Like, we as the audience know this. Yes. We know this. But in the context of a drug lords sweeping into Port Charles, we hear Tiger bring that up. And we also know that Brando went to jail for drug charges. We don't know the depth of his charge. Maybe he was intertwined in some bad stuff, but at the same time came out the other side. Is there a connection to Cyrus? I mean, he's in the shootout. We know Cyrus is behind it. We know about his drug history. I mean, honestly, he could still be a good guy. It could not really mean anything. But maybe, do you think there's probably a deeper connection? I think there, oh, now that you're saying all this stuff, maybe there is, maybe he is undercover. Like, maybe there is another side to this. There has to be. They have to develop his character and make him have layers. Well, I'm going to say that he's, like, doing, in the end, whatever his goals are, are good. If he has some goals. Not because he wears a leather jacket well. (laughs) Not because I'm into this whole affair thing. I'm into everyone having an affair. Like, this week, I'm all about it. I'm just like... (laughs) Everybody should have an affair because it will entertain the hell out of me. We need some like salacious stuff to like go with all of the like mob storyline. I'm like, do you have? <laughs> is, that, do you have to... is that a weird combo that I'm ordering? Well, I'm thinking you have spring fever, but it's not quite spring. <laughs> it was definitely spring yesterday, so so that could be. But I have to say, this mob storyline is a little bit different, though. Like. People were saying, you know, we haven't had one in a long time, but I do think there's something really unique about this one because it's not about Sonny entering in war and everybody being like, oh, Sonny, war, blah, blah, blah. It's more like everyone is going to Sonny to fix this problem. Like, it seems to be more serious because this mobster is attacking the town. It's not really just about Sonny and it's bringing like law enforcement and him together. So it's just interesting because Sonny is positioned very differently in this mob war because it's not 100% about him like it's been in the past. 
where people could say, hey, you brought this person here. You're causing the violence. We're after you along with whoever it is that's sort of like trying to get your territory. Like right now, it's almost like Sonny's just caught in the middle of this whole thing. So this Jordan stuff, that's also something that's a bit unique to the situation. The commissioner wanting an insurance policy on Jordan, which, you know, I do like her. It's kind of like a grown-up mob story in a way. <laughs> like when I think about, you know, like my history watching the show, it just feels different because not only am I grown up, but everybody in the show is also grown up. So I feel like the way they're approaching the mob story is really different. Wow. Yeah, we have been watching for a long time. Holy moly. No, but I totally agree. We can seriously contrast like the way it's been to the way it is now. And it is very different. And that's why I think that's why it hits us so deep because we follow these characters for so long and we literally see poor Charles being like torn apart right now. Exactly. It's really scary. It's good. I love it. It's really entertaining. Something else that's like, ah, okay, fine. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Peter thing, he's just driving me nuts. Like at first we're like, oh, he's, I'm good at being a bad guy. He's this, he's that. But now I've decided I don't like him. Like I'm super freaking irritated. Like I used to like him. Now I don't. I'm super annoyed. But what I did like was the Spinelli Obrecht pairing, which I didn't see coming which is stupid because it makes a whole bunch of sense. They have a lot of common interests. You know, they both love Maxie, they both love James, and they both don't like Peter. So yes, I 100% agree. My note beside Peter and Anna this week, separately and their interactions together, was the green emoji, puke. So that's how I feel about them this week. And I, I am not liking him either. I don't like the way he's reacting to everything. I don't like the way he's manipulating Maxie and Anna, even though I don't like her. So there's a lot of stuff that is frustrating for me. And I do love the Spinelli Obrick pairing. And with everything that's going on now and her name on the list and how like that played out today, she's going to be so gung ho to work with Spinelli now. That's true. That's true. I was really disgusted. Like, because did you, did you predict that last week? Say, that you uh, would like pin things on Obrecht? If I did, I was super smart, but I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I saw that idea somewhere or either heard it from you. But I was just really disgusted when I saw it. Well, his videographic memory, because I'm like, I knew, <laughs> you know, that like that, that's also what makes it even dumber on Anna's part is that she knows he has ties with the government. Look how quick he was able to pull strings to get an investigation dropped. You don't think he can manipulate anything else? They only uses it for like small things that are approved by Anna. <laughs> I like that. And I like <laughs> shuddered with embarrassment when Anna like just burst through the doors accusing Obrecht of everything. I was like, oh my gosh, seriously, I wanted to throw up. I'm like, this is so disgusting to watch that like, because I, the, the thing, I mean, obviously she's playing it really well for me to feel this way because mm -hmm. when I'm watching Anna and she's saying what she's saying, it's obvious she doesn't believe a word that's coming out of her mouth. And that's really hard to see. That's really hard to watch because it's like, first of all, Obrecht is not the same person she was when she started on the show. Meaning, mm -hmm. for me, I never, I never saw how you could redeem a character like that. She was just this like evil person who did a really like a lot of bad things. But who knew that she'd be this like comic relief, this super funny person, not yeah. committing serious crimes anymore? You know, yeah. so it's just sort of like nobody wants to see anybody going after her this way and then to accuse her and like Obrecht was offended she's like enough because Franco is my best friend like that part is logical and makes no sense agreed and, she, and like Ugh. she saw one name and she created this whole story yet she saw all of these papers on Peter and can't freaking connect the dots or at least admit to it like the only thing that bothers me is I have no problem with her backing Peter he does horrible things if he murders people if he tried to kill her own friend Andre I don't care if Anna wants to stand by him just stop lying to yourself about it 
A lot of people in this town do horrible things and people support them anyway, knowing full well the bad things that they've done. So I just think like, that's what bothers me more about this story is that she's not owning it. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to make Finn be like, you know, you're wrong about this. It's like, you know, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And and the fact that she even ran over today to the Metro court, all happy being like, oh, I solved it. I solved it. It was over. Uh, I'm going to tell Robert and I'm going to tell Finn. And she, the thing is, it's like Obrecht accused her because she said, oh, you're a great liar. And it's like, well, because she's telling the truth, you know, like, okay. And then Obrecht came back at her with, you're lying to yourself, which is obviously hits her at her core. You can tell because when Obrecht gets taken away, you see the look on Anna's face. Yet she still marches to the Metro court. She still acts all happy. And when she starts talking, like, you should, like, you should see how awkward it is. You know, like Finn and Robert are staring at her like, wow. Like just, they're not even like reacting to her. They're staring at her so seriously because they all know it's BS. And the, the point is like her, like the cliffhanger, you know, with her being like, you see, like now you see why I supported him. He's innocent. <laughs> it was Obrecht. You coming home yet? I feel like, let's say Peter was truly innocent and you had proof that he was innocent. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be bothered that your partner you know, didn't trust you or have faith in you, I feel like that would be an additional conflict, not come home. So Anna is just really delusional. I, from the look on Finn's face, I don't think he's changed his mind at all. In addition to that, like even Peter, you know, faking the, the shock, being like, oh, I found out that Oprah got arrested. Like Maxie is just hurting so much, hurting so much and saying, at least I have you. So I am so disgusted, like watching the season, watching Maxie hurt and just, I, I, I just can't, you know what I mean? Like, I just can't. And I honestly, at this point, I'm so excited to watch him be taken down. Oh my God, 100%. And he's got a lot of people on him now. Like, he's got Jason, he's got Spinelli, he's got Sam. And now he's going to add Oberg to the list on top of Robert. Like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Peter can add that to his list to Maxie because that's how he was trying to get her support. Being like, Maxie, all these people don't like me. She's like, don't worry, I like you. It's like, to what end will all the people in her life be crazy and you're the same one? At this point, especially the fact that she canceled her lunch with Spinelli, I don't like that she's isolating herself from people around. Like she usually doesn't. And I don't like the direction this is going. Like it's going to get worse before it gets better. It will, but at the very least, regardless of whether she is isolating herself, proof is proof. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be more heartbreaking for her. And she's not going to listen to anybody anyway, but there's a lot of people that love her and well, that are against Peter and are still working on a case together. But like one last story I want to touch on Mm -hmm. Is did you catch this? Sasha this week when she was talking to Willow made a comparison of Willow to Nina as good non biological mothers. Yeah, interesting bringing up their shared experience, you know, thinking you had a kid and then losing them. And then today, once again, like because Nina found out about Willow's situation and obviously can like relate, even though there was no love loss, as she says, between them. But she pulled out the necklace again. I know, and it's getting so crazy with, like, uh, Nell and Willow's uh, communication together and how they, like, banter, and then the whole necklace thing. I'm like, how is this going to go? I don't know. Um, (laughs) 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 It's a a nice reminder that they haven't forgotten, and that storyline will get picked up again. I'm just curious to see if, like... Our hunch is right about maybe Nell, our hunch, your hunch, being right about <laughs> Nell being like Willow's sister and like a twin. Oh my gosh, because Nina mentioned Nell today. Like, I, you know, thank God I got her away from Charlotte. So that's really interesting. Two daughters she doesn't like, but one she hates. This is very interesting Ooh. if that were to all be true. But let's oh not gosh. forget the rock star of the week, though. 
Um, we talked about the mob storyline, but we didn't really touch on Laura yet. Honestly, up until she went to go see Cyrus, you know, in prison, I mm-hmm. personally didn't know what she was going to do. Like, I loved her this week because as a mayor, she has experience with, like, mob stuff. So I thought it was hilarious when she was like, Jordan, what are you doing? You're using police tactics? Like, that I found hilarious <laughs> that she was like, that's all you're doing? We're going to need more than just police tactics. As you've seen, police tactics don't put anybody behind bars. Obviously, it doesn't even put, like, Nell behind bars. So I thought that was really funny, the way that Laura was coming down on Jordan. But then when she went to go see Sunny, I guess I'm always a little bit confused here when she, like, puts pressure on Sunny to getting all the information she needed. Like, I'm just not sure when she says, I'll handle it, because I'm like, I don't know. Like, don't you have enough experience? Because you're telling, you're telling, you know, Jordan, that you need more than police means. You have enough experience to know that, like, the police don't really do anything in Port Charles and that how these things are often handled because you're telling him not to retaliate. And I'm just like, I don't know if this makes a lot of sense to me. And I didn't, I don't know how she plans on handling the situation. But then when I saw her confront him, I was like, whoa, whoa, she's a badass. And I guess now I have, I'm, I'm like, okay, maybe she doesn't know what she's doing because I don't think Laura's stupid. And I think Laura knows that to confront Cyrus Renault means she is sort of willing to put her life at risk. I think she knows what she's capable of and that's brave. Oh my gosh. I was so, I loved, loved just, she wouldn't engage with him in the way that he wanted. Like he was giving his condolences, the death stare, just like the, she's obviously going to do her research and not do anything that's going to jeopardize that situation and his position in prison. So I was just like cheering at my TV. I thought it was completely amazing. I love the way she handled it. That scene was everything for me this week. Yeah. I I really, really love that. Is there anything Um, else? What was your favorite this week? Well, I didn't necessarily have a favorite, but I just want to make mention to a funny this week as to how many mentions there was to the word allegedly. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. That was so funny. I guess you could say like, I really, really enjoyed that. Okay, okay, this, okay, maybe this is a bit dark. (laughs) Okay. But I found this funny. Okay, so I'll give you my funny and then a really emotional thing that I like this week. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. then my funny is this. I know it's not meant to be, but when Willow says, how could a mother not know her own child then michael counters with what kind of father doesn't know his child i spent the last year and a half with him i thought that was really (laughs) i thought that was super funny and then what i thought was really touching was when he said i grieved for your son as my own and you fought like hell to protect mine like that to me was like it really really got me i absolutely loved what he said and also you know kind of alluding to the fact that you know it kind of makes their sons brothers yeah. So it's like they're a family. They're totally going to be a family. <laughs> I love that. I love that a lot. <laughs> Their family is Willow, his aunt mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new uncle dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think that's it for this week. Yay. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Talk to you, you soon. Too. Bye. Thanks.